Hello, listeners of Bill Roden on Sports. I'm here to tell you about DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy partner of Major League Baseball. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, instant cash, instant gratification. At DraftKings, it's like a brand new season every time you play. Just select two pitchers and eight position players, stay under the salary cap, and you could be on your way to an enormous payday. Last year, Peter from Colorado won a million bucks at DraftKings in one day just playing fantasy baseball. Hundreds of thousands of fantasy sports fans just like you have already cashed in at DraftKings. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and enter the promo code RODEN, R-H-O-D-E-N, to play for free. You can win part of the $300 million in prizes being awarded this season. Use the promo code RODEN, R-H-O-D-E-N, for free entry now at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com, that's DraftKings.com. Welcome to Bill Roden on Sports. Taking you inside clubhouses, locker rooms, and boardrooms, legendary sports columnist Bill Roden gets inside the heads and beneath the veneer of the men and women who play and own the games we love. Good afternoon, everyone. Good evening. Good morning. This is Bill Roden, and this is Bill Roden on Sports. And uh, uh, Jamal, Jamal Murphy is, is here, the sports person. Jamal, how are you doing? I'm good. Good to be here once again. That's it. Thank God. And uh, uh, Brian Delendick is not here, um, but uh, he'll be here at some point uh, with a, a wine tip for the summer. And um, Seth Nyman is, is uh, Seth, I don't know where you are, and I don't know if you've listened to these uh, podcasts. But I ho- hope you're having fun. But we're having fun with Brian, who's taking your place. Nice guy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> anyway, um, is anybody talking about anything other than uh, the Patriots and Deflate Gate and, and and all of that? Obviously, um, that's sort of been the, the to the extent that the NFL dominates everything. Right. Uh, that's been dominating the news. Uh, I've, I've written about it. I wrote about it earlier this week. Um, and, you know, it's, it's been so... I don't know if you know anything about Boston fans, but it's very, very... It's a very, very, very passionate burn-your-house-down kind kind of fan base. Right. I mean... Kind of like New York, right? Yeah. Kind of, well, even worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Brian, I think Boston is even a little worse. Mm-hmm. It's a little... I think it's smaller. Yeah, more provincial. A little. I mean, clearly, you know, you got all the great universities in the world there. Right. They'll tell you that. But, um, <laughs> but, but um, no, very passionate. And um, I'm just curious. Um, what did you think? I mean, and, and I'm asking you this more as as an attorney. You put your attorney hat on. That's people wonder. Well. Why is Jamal there? I said, well, besides being my friend, uh, he's also very fluent. Well, I mean, you're an attorney. And so when things like this come up, what's your um, take on this? I mean, let's kind of, for those people who have not been following this, we'll let them know, Nate. If you, if you haven't been following this, there's probably you probably wouldn't be listening to Roden and friends. Right. But uh, I've got some, some, some thoughts about that. But just tell me, just legally, um, what did you think about the, first of all, the news that, that Brady had uh, destroyed his phone. How does that? How does that strike you? I mean, it strikes me as suspicious, and that's that's the way the league took it. That's the way a court would probably take it. Um, so I think Goodell was correct in terms of 
using that as evidence that he was pr- most likely trying to hide evidence or destroy evidence. And because of that, you can use that against him. You can assume... You mean the, act, the mere Yeah, the mere action. Act, the mere act of destroying potential evidence, destroying the phone, can be taken in a court of law as an assumption that you are trying to hide something. Even if you... I mean, because of the point of contention is people say, well... Uh, the, the investigators, Ted Wells said that, well, you, I don't need your phone. Uh, I mean, that's, that, you know. I think it's disputed. Right. We, we don't know exactly what happened. Um, I, but each side says something different about that. But regardless, I mean, right. he. Right. We, we know that. We know, we know this phone had evidence on it or potentially did. He hasn't given uh, a really plausible explanation other than, you know, destroying evidence why he would do that. I mean, he's tried to come up with some. Some uh, explanations. I always, uh, he always, every, he I always destroys. All, I always destroy my phone. <laughs> well, really, you didn't, really? because the the phone prior to the one he destroyed was not was, is still around. Oh well, I was on vacation. I mean. Right, you know. So, I mean, he hasn't. I mean, his his story has been. There are a lot of holes in his story, and you know the pe- the only people I really hear coming down against Goodell are you know non New England fans, Patriot fans, uh, everybody else. I mean, it it's pretty clear he was hiding something here. And I mean, and who knows? I, I guess the mere fact had, had that not happened, you know, had I not heard about that, um, when did this happen? Two days ago? What's today? You know, uh, whatever. Um, you know, it, it's just a debate. It's all, all without somebody doing the phone, trashing phone. It's just simply a debate. You got your opinion, I got mine, and that's all. But when when the news and everybody's saying, well, he was just trying to play to the crowd. By doing this, well, he, he won. I mean, because that's that's the major thing. I mean, outside of football, that would be called obstruction of justice. Would that is right. that correct? Correct. <clears throat> and I mean, there was other evidence also I mean, along the lines of the phone. He, they they did recover some text messages from the the equipment manager and the other guy. They they did get their phones and they did see other the stuff. text the text text messages between them and Brady, and they were. Uh, you know, they 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 showed that there was com- there were abnormal there were abnormal amounts of conversation between the two right, right, at that particular time. Um, all this they had never really talked in the six months prior, but all of a sudden after this happened, they're on the phone for two hours. They're texting back and forth. One of the guy, one of the equip- equipment managers, calls himself the deflator. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I, I mean it's common sense right. what's going on there. Right. That's uh, this is Jamal Murphy, by the way, giving this brilliant, <laughs> brilliant analysis. Um, you, you know, you just think about it. Um, kind of how we got here. A few months ago, what, January, I'm in Foxborough. I'm standing next to, uh, who am I standing next to? Uh, wow, uh, Josina Anderson, mm-hmm. ESPN. And, you know, we're watching the blowout. We're watching uh, uh, the, the Patriots blowout, um, Andrew Luck and the Colts. Right. And on the other screen, we're watching... Uh, um, Russell Wilson right. make this phenomenal comeback, and and so it was a, it was a great day of football, you know. Now here we are, fast forward. Who would have ever then after the game? I remember speaking to somebody from the NFL about you know stuff, and you know uh, Luck had gotten you know brutalized and learned a lesson and all that kind of stuff. Then we hear some little rumors. The next day, you know, we hear this thing about the deflated footballs, and it sounds silly. I mean, right. Particularly in the in light of a forty four to whatever it was, and it, and it is silly. Right. Is, no, no, you're right. It is on his face. Right, it's silly. I mean, we're talking about the slate of, but 
now it, it's it's risen to something. When you talk about somebody, you know, uh, um, losing not just. I mean, first we just heard that Brady was not being cooperative. Well, that's that's even something. But destroying your phone—I mean, that, that almost gets this mob kind of stuff. Right, right? And, and and not you know destroying your phone and admitting to doing so, which yeah. I, I still don't understand. Well, I why. think under cross—I mean, I think under examination, I think it. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Did they did they hear about it and they asked him specifically? Did you destroy your phone? That's I, the only way yeah. I think you would have to admit that. He could say, "I don't," you know, "I just don't have." The phone anymore. He doesn't have to say, "I gave it to my assistant to destroy to physically <laughs> destroy the phone." And the and the problem with that also is that you know, nor, if it were a criminal investigation, the phone records could be subpoenaed from uh, you know from the phone company. In this case, the Goodell and the NFL don't have that power, mm. so they needed Brady to 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 submit. Well, that's any that, that's what I was going to ask you. So, in other words. They they actually needed the phone. They needed they needed the phone unless unless he was going to provide uh, the phone the, the records. Phone records, which he was not going right, to. Right, exactly. So, um, you know, it really doesn't make any sense why he would destroy. It. Just say no. Just say I'm not going to hand my phone over. Just you know, he had a decent excuse in the beginning where he said, uh, you know, it's a privacy issue. I have other things on my phone. I don't want you to see. Right. That makes more sense to me just than destroying, destroying it. it. I mean, now you. I mean, the presumption now is that you're trying you're, to hide it. Guilty, and, and I guess you're right. I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, yeah. Well, what was else on the phone? Were you providing gambling tips, <laughs> right. betting tips to these yeah. to these guys? I mean, yeah, it leaves it, it leaves it wide you open. So and so, you know, so and so hurt. So and so is not playing today. Or so and so hurt. You know, but you're right. I mean, but. What people could come up with their in their imaginations. So, again, now it gets back to we, when we talked about this before. We were talking about legacy, and my right. thing was, hey man, you know he's still one of the baddest MFs in, in the league. I mean, and, and that was sort of my cavalier. It, listen, it's Brady number one, mm-hmm. Manning a distant two. In fact, I'd probably take Russell Wilson two, just in terms of clutch, blah blah blah. But even now with this stuff. I mean, the level of, um, I don't like to use the word arrogance because I think it sometimes is more about the person who's using the word. But the um, level of, I don't know, if, if if our kids did something like that or we're running like a youth program and we're trying to discipline some kids, I mean, I think even the most fervent Tom Brady fan in New England, you know, who runs a, who coaches, right. who coaches a youth team, right? If, if, if faced with some nonsense like this, you know, with one of your star players or whatever just felt that they were just above the rules of the team. Hey, I asked you to bring me something. And he said, well, you know, I tore it up. <laughs> I asked you to bring me, you know, I said, I asked you to turn your uniform in. Right. And then find out, I heard it. you burned it. Right. You know, rather than turn it in. Right. I mean, I think that that for all of you, you know, Tom Brady fans, I suspect if you were listening to Road and Friends, it's probably the likelihood that you <laughs> Brady fans probably is low. But I mean, I think that if you would step out of this for a minute and just step out of this as a football issue, because like like we said, the idea of of deflated football is kind of ridiculous. You right. know, we, you know, we have our annual Martha's Vineyard uh, football game in a couple of weeks. By the way, we play on South, uh, not South Beach, but State Beach. So I forget which one, but we have our annual, and we use a deflated football. I mean, we use like one of those M- much safer, yeah, much squish balls. <laughs> right. Nerf, could, Nerf, Nerf. Well, well, it's rubber, but it's like okay, okay. It has like a black dog logo on it. Oh, nice, nice. Like, you know, I like that. 
you know, and you could somebody says, Roden, what are you saying? I need man? to get one of those black dog footballs. I like that. A small. Uh-huh. But the thing is, you can squeeze it. Right. You know, and, and, and. It's not tackle. You're not playing tackle out there. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. We play, I, hope, I hope it's two-hand touch, man. Oh, man. But even that, the most. even that, as you get older, even two-hand right, touch, yeah. anything I, could I'm, be. I'm too old, man. Oh, my, my man. knees, my knees are gone. Oh, I, I killed. I just had to kill. Hey, let's, anyway. not, let's not, let's not, let's not, because actually, people, say I'm like in pain, man. Right. My Achilles, and some people, you know, when you're younger, how'd you hurt your, you know, people, you know, they see you limping or on crutches and stuff. They say, well, how'd you do it? And then it's, oh, well, I was playing basketball. As you get older, I don't know. Wear, I just, wear and tear. I just, yeah, I just moved the wrong right. way. Walking up the subway. Oh my! From the subway. God, you know. But listen, it's all good, right? We're still here. But, I, I, but my, my, that was, was a long that preamble. Yeah. Right, right, right. I hear what you're saying. It's, it's a, it's a moral kind of a moral issue, and it's just to yeah. me, it's stupidity. But yeah, you know before, I mean? before we get to morality, yeah, before, right? before it's stupidity because we're talking about this. It is a silly issue. Every any person with common sense right. realizes this is a silly issue. He could have right. just said. Oh uh, well, okay. I like the the balls, you know, deflated. I, right. I'm okay. Maybe I came. Right. I towed the line a little too close. Maybe right. I went over the line a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everybody still knows you're the best in the league. Exactly. That's fine. But now you're at a point where, you, I mean, you can look at it and blame Brady for for this for all this mess. I mean, he's he's we had we had a Wells report, right. which was. I mean, think about all the money they spent over this issue, and right. you can blame some people are going to blame Goodell and blame the NFL. Fine, but you can put some other people can blame Brady and be just as justified because he's putting you through this for this nonsense when you could have just came out and said, you know, fine, you know, I. Give me suspend me a game. You right. know he took it to the point where now all of a sudden it's a four game suspension. Now now you're appealing it. Yeah. Now you so so now I guess you wonder how deep. I mean now now let me ask you a question. Once this goes from the once this goes from he's now appealing and they're going to court. Correct. Now once is there any way that now that this is in a federal court they can get subpoena power now? I mean once you once you introduce that can we say okay I, I remember a long time well I'm not going to tell that story but but you know sometimes you, somebody accuses you of something you say, I'll prove it then they start digging deeper and say wait a minute we didn't find this but look what about this? So my question is is there any way now that the NFL can get subpoena power now that this is going into uh, federal court? I don't believe it, it goes to that level because the, the appeals court is not trying to decide, you know, make a decision on the merits of the case. They're just the merits of the case um, cannot be disputed. I mean, you, you can't over, the appeals court cannot overturn the 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 decision of Goodell based because they feel like it was a wrong decision. Right. It has to be based on Goodell did something wrong, made an egregious mistake, or was biased. So they're not know. going outside right, of the decision. Right, they're not going outside of the decision, no. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I guess <clears throat> the question becomes, and I think when I was kind of rambling, though that's why people turn into rodent on sports to hear me ramble, right? Right, right. Well, all, anyway, it, it gets back to the legacy question. Where I was going with that was, you know, a few months ago when this first started, I'm like, there's, there's no legacy issue. I mean, this guy's one of the, the best quarterbacks, clutch quarterbacks of all time, right. and he still is. Right. But now this this in, in my youth it was when Paul Horning and and uh, Alex Karras were suspended for gambling, and for some reason I kind of and you you know twelve or eleven, and for some reason I kind of didn't look at them the same anymore. I mean if it was just for fighting or something, but you're doing something like gambling and consorting with you know some some unsavory 
kind of figures, and you're like, wow, man, this, you know. And I think the same thing with Brady. Now, when you're talking about legacy, to me, uh, of, of course, pending a decision, this is kind of a a legacy killer. And, and what do I what do I mean by that? I mean, um, I don't know, like. Four years ago, will we still remember this? Well, it's going to be part of the story. No, it's part I of mean, the story. I mean, this is this is clearly when you do the Wikipedia or whatever they have four years ago. This is part of the story. I mean, this is part of your legacy, and this is not, you know, it's just like somebody who who's uh, you know, with Ray Rice. I mean, we can't get around that, you know. And and, and you know, sometimes I uh, I tell people that, um, um, oh. Hello, Brian. Brian Delendick has just come in. Uh, you know, um, you know, we're Brian. We're ter- we're talking about Tom Brady and oh. the Deflate Gate and all that. Uh, but you know, but but sometimes, um, you know, when you're talking about um, legacies and 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 that kind of stuff. Oh, and I, I, we're talking about what's on the record. Sometimes I'll tell a lot of young athletes, um, particularly now. You know, um, there, there's a particular, well, I shouldn't mention her name, uh, a great young player in the NBA, and, and you know, you want to write about people, and there's something that did happen in their youth. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's part of your story. You can't really get around it. You can't, you know, you, you, you got to discuss yeah, I mean, it. It's, it's going to be there. And to me, I mean, we talked about it already, it's, it's not really an on-field thing. He is what he is on the field. Nobody's really going to hold the fact that the football was whatever whatever amount of pounds or less than pounds underweight against him. We know he was a great player. He's one of the best, probably the best quarterback of his generation. But he also had the golden boy image. Right. And I do think that that golden boy image is tarnished. I mean, we I look at him now. And I, I probably, you know, I, I didn't feel like he was such a golden boy before personally, but I know people out there did. And I feel like this can only tarnish that in the sense where, you know, he, he was a, a guy who, who was going to do anything to win. And it didn't, and that if it meant, you know, cheating a little bit, it's cheating. Right. A little, right. you know, a little right. bit. I'm not, you know, going to hold it so far against him, but. Yeah, well, how do you cheat a little bit? I mean, that's, 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 <laughs> so, 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 Brian, would you, would you, would you trust this guy uh, with with a, with a shipment of wine or something? Brady, no, I'd you? be afraid to be all fake inside. That's right. Would you, ta- would you take a, a shipment of wine from this guy? No, they seem to have a, a, a track record of this as well. Well, that, see, that, and not to mention, how do you tamper evidence with the evidence? You well, destroy that. You destroy makes you guilty it? in my eyes, right there. Well, I think a lot of people, of course, people will say, "Well, you know, you must be a Jets fan." I mean, that, I that, am. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, as you guys both well know. Yeah. And it's still, it's still cheating. It's yeah. still cheating. Well, I mean, people. I, I guess people argue for their limitations. Um, so I, I guess we'll see. Right now, legally, where are the the? Uh, this is not going to end, and the only people who win, of course. Are you attorneys? Correct. Attorneys <laughs> always win. I mean, I don't know what, what the billable hours oh, it's are. High. But this it's is very good. high. Oh, you know what? The attorneys probably could get together and buy a team. Wouldn't that be something? If the attorneys they make so much money, they buy a team. That's maybe they make it, they, sure. Maybe they buy the Patriots, or or maybe they would buy, maybe they would buy uh, the firm. No, I won't go down that. I won't go down I'm sure that. it's possible. They would have to all get along first, which would be tough. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of litigation. A lot of too many, too many hours. Uh, but just the money that these people oh, they, are making. They, they're getting money, for sure. So right now, what, where it is now, the, the NFL, the NFLPA, uh, Brady's Law, they're all fighting for jurisdiction. Where are we going to heal this appeal? Do you think, I've got to think at some point, somebody's going to tell Brady, you know, take the sack. You know, that's one of the first things you learn 
as a quarterback. Right. You know, sometimes you try to make a play right. when there's no play. Right. Sometimes you just take the that's, sack. That's a, that's a, the best analogy I've heard for sure. He right. should have taken the sack from the beginning. That, it would have uh, probably been you know a game or two if he would have taken the sack. Right. That arrogance isn't there. He's not taking a sack. He's yeah. going to fight it till the end. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, maybe in, in, in two weeks we'll be here saying, you know what? They, they were wrong. I mean, you know, maybe the report was flawed and they, they were wrong. I mean, but you know, I read the, the, the report is thorough. Yeah. I mean, Goodell's report reads like a court decision, and you know, he, he, you know, footnotes and all. I mean, every, <laughs> every, everything is in there, and it, you know, it convinced me. I mean, there's no. I mean, the way it went down, there's no way he could have changed his mind because the only new evidence he got was that. Brady destroyed everything. It's all like he, you did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I he did what? Right. So you know, I, I, part of the part of the uh, the appeal and the argument that the players and Brady is making um, in in the appeal is that you know you're punishing him. They punished him for destroying evidence, which which they don't really know he did or whatever. But they're not punished. He did not punish you for that. You were already punished four games. Yeah, you were he just upheld. The decision. the decision, right? But then you, you held the decision. But the really reason we did it because we found out when we found out that you destroyed the phone, that was a deal killer. Yeah. That was that. That was it for everybody. Yeah, for, for well, not not the people living in New England and not Kraft. How about what do you think of that? Oh my! God. Outside of all this, what do you? Th- is it when you let pounds out of the ball? Is it easier to throw or is it easier to catch? Both. But I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, that's that, that's all. That's, that's Brian uh, Dylan Dick, our wine guy. Um, well, I mean. As I said, you know, when we play our, our 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 Nerf football game in the beach, and we use like one of those football that you can squash. So yeah, I mean, it's easy if you could just kind of palm the ball and squeeze and all that. But I think I think Brian that the, the, with him tearing the phone up, it's not even about football anymore. Right. 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 It's it's about our kids. It's a it's, it, it it really does become uh, for me a, a moral issue. It's it's really a moral and an ethical issue, and and to me morally and ethically. That's indefensible, and has people. Oh, you hate the. I I, I admire Tom Brady. Right. You know, I, I wasn't crazy about the Tuck Rule many years right. ago. You know, but I admire Tom Brady. But this is just a deal killer. And I and I hear you with the moral moral issue. I agree, but I you know as a lawyer, I'm more I'm concerned with the, the legal, legal issue and and, go, and rules of the game, and he and he broke the rules of the game knowingly. Right. From all the evidence I've seen, he knowingly broke the rules of the game, and you know maybe in a small way, but you you deserve to be punished and just take your punishment, man. Right, 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 right. Um, one of the things that this issue sort of covered up was there's another issue the NFL was dealing with, and that's the Hall of Fame. Right. As you know, Junior Seau is going into the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know Seau is the Hall of Fame was soon to be Hall of Fame linebacker, middle linebacker, who. Um, Tragically, uh, committed suicide, and um, there were findings that he suffered. He had severe. Um, there was brain damage that right. was consistent with repeated blows to the head and, and all that stuff. And excuse me, his daughter, his his uh, daughter, would like to. She wanted to, you know, wanted to speak on his behalf uh, when he's inducted. And the halls, they said, well, you know, we changed our rules a few years ago because the speeches were frankly getting too long. We had the inducted, the person who was inducting the person give a speech, then the person gives a speech and everybody was going long and we're getting out there at 11 o'clock at night and it's just too much. So we changed the rule that the presenter will just come up, you know, introduce a video, if, in the case of a deceased uh, inductee, 
the presenter will show the video, five-minute video, and then we're out of here. In the case of a live person, a presenter will just present the person. And for example, when Jamal presents me for the Hall of Fame, he could just say, you know, here's Bill Roden. And that's it. And that's it. That's it. No more. No more. I knew him when he was five, and just the light. You know, I, I do think when I listen. I, I, now you can say I'm about to argue against myself. I'm listening to these things. They do go on, right, and on right. and on. And you got like, it's their day. Yeah, but shit, it's mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I guess you can. I don't have to. Right. I know. mean, but some of them are better. Than not not all of them are stellar. Now, I mean, right. I mean, we tend to remember the remember like the Irving. Oh boy, and, uh, Ooh, you know was... the colorful guys. You like Pedro Martinez just just was right. inducted. Now, now, in ba- in, yeah, in baseball, in baseball though, they allow, you know, in, in the in the in the instances where somebody is deceased, they allow. Uh, the the mother or father or whomever to speak for my dad for my you know right because it's a human sport I guess football said so we're we're Neanderthal we don't do that do you, do I dare ask the question is it is there some sort of an underlying uh, do they not want her to get up there and say my dad has a million <laughs> concussions because he played football well, you know? well yeah I, clearly that don't was, let your kids play football yeah. you know? well I mean what what they're saying is that you know, we made this policy before. Say how uh, retired before he was selected, you know, this, it was just getting too long, you know. So they, that's what they say. Right. And my point is, yeah, but you're talking about a very unusual situation. To your point, Brian, the wine guy who just asked that question, um, the, the the daughter and the family said, "We're not here to make a, a fuss, though it's live." So, you know, it's like Tommy Smith and John Carmen. I mean, if that would have been on tape delay in the 68 Olympics, we probably would never and, see it. And you can't help but think that the NFL has that in the back. I mean, how could you not? I mean, yeah. I would. If I was running the NFL, I would have in the back of my mind that, you know, they, they might make a statement here. And, and with everything going on, that's the last thing the NFL wants. So the NFL is in a tough position, I think. In a, but, you know, given that, you still come out on top. If the NFL were to let her, you know, say her piece, and even if she did right. make negative comments, the NFL still looks like the, the big yeah, we person play, in We the took argument. the high road. Right. And I think more people would turn against, if she pull, if she did that, I was going to say she pulled that stunt, but if she did that, I think a lot of people would turn on her. I think right now there's goodwill, but the NFL comes up, particularly with this nonsense, I mean, with, the, with everything that the NFL is going through, how great would it be if they said, listen, you know what, you lost your day, he's only 43 years old, it was a tragedy. It's a tragedy, and yeah, you know, we're going to make an exception, and, and this is not necessarily the exception. It's not going to be the rule, but yeah, we'd like for you to say something because your dad was such a great talker, a very motivating speaker and all that, and we'd like to. Just, you know. yeah, that, that's the stand-up way to do it, and there's really no—I mean, just you saying that kind of got me emotional. I mean, that's, the, that's what they should do. That's what the NFL should do, allow a family member to speak for them. There's really no—like you said, there's, the NFL is not going to come out looking bad— if they if they were to do that, no matter what she said, the NFL allow, right. gave her a place to speak, right. and the NFL looks good for that. Yeah, then and by the way, the NFL said, well, this is the Hall of Fame is doing this. Though we both know that, the, we all know that the NFL, the NFL gives them so much money. If they decided that, listen, you know, you know, why don't we yield on this? You know, to some way, I think that um, I know we've been talking about Brady and and all that, and 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 maybe in some ways. It's all, I don't know, it might be of a stretch to put it in the same thing. I mean, one level, you've got some people who just, the Hall of Fame people, I believe, are being hard-hearted about this. And then you've got Brady, a star player, 
you know, on a franchise that has played by its own rules, saying, listen, man, we play, you know, we don't have to do that. We don't have to play by the rules. You know, so I, I don't know. I just think it's, um, you know, unfortunate. As, as some, somebody pointed out, there was, well, we remember this uh, in, in, like, I don't know, two months when the season begins. Will all this stuff be, you know, a memorandum and look at it I mean what will the ratings be and this is kind of segueing back to um, uh, Brady when he he's right now he's scheduled to come back on, on game four when the Colts host New England that's going to be a bonanza that's going to be a ratings bonanza <laughs> that, I mean the NFL just wins so right oh the, the NFL wins regardless right they win regardless that's why they, they need to be smarter because you're going to win Right. The money is there for you. Right. It's not going right. anywhere. People love football. All right. Um, the other news item, I mean, it's, it seems like there's there's not much air left after we talk about uh, Brady and, and, and the Hall of Fame. Uh, the trade deadline, one of the stories in New York. And again, folks, for you, you listeners who you know, are like not in New York, I'm not being New York-centric, but a little bizarre story. What's the story? Well, Jamal, this is your team mm-hmm. of the, the Mets the, the trade that wasn't the trade, the guy, the kid, remember? The trade that wasn't the trade. Yeah, yeah I mean, so you have you have Wilmer Flores, a young uh, young kid, really getting his first year to play on a regular basis for the Mets, playing second baseman and shortstop. Obviously, the Mets are are still in the pennant race. They're about they're three games out now. They were yeah. about one or two games at the time. They they were trying to acquire Carlos Gomez from from Milwaukee, a, a former Met a center fielder, and the the game had started at seven. Uh, <laughs> Wilmer Flores was in the lineup, and in around the fourth or fifth inning, Twitter started blowing up with uh, trade rumors, and that's what that's what happens. I mean, everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. All the beat writers for the Mets and and Major League Baseball are flooding Twitter with rumors, and finally, it's reported on on Twitter and everywhere else that a trade has been agreed to, involving among other people, Wilmer Flores. Mm. And Wilmer Flores was still in the game for the Mets. Uh, the announcers, the Mets announcers started talking about the trade as if <laughs> it was basically a, a, a done deal. And the the cameras all start to focus on Wilmer Flores while he's in the dugout. The camera's on him. Um, <laughs> that was not funny. Then, you know, innings pass and, and everything's being confirmed. It's a done deal pending medicals. And he comes up to plate, comes up to the plate, and he gets a standing ovation. <laughs> he did. Now, why were they? Why do you think they were giving? Were they giving him? Were they giving him the ovation, or were they getting the guy who's going to replace? I mean, both. What, I think. Why, why and the Mets, they? because they, you know, the uh, Mets fans were starved. Trust me, starved for, for a trade, trade. Right. So I think uh, they they appreciate what Flores has done. He's a young. He's going to be good. Um, but they would they appreciated what he did. The standing ovation was for part of him and part <laughs> part that the trade was actually happening, and apparently that's the first uh, sense that he got that he was being traded when he got that when he got that standing ovation. And then when he goes back to the dugout, I guess people you know people are telling him what they see on their phones. You know, in the dugout, <laughs> I'm sure they have phones laying around. And he disappears. Out, he made an out. He disappears back into the tunnel. When he comes out for the next inning, he's still in the game now. Which I'm watching the game, and I'm like, why <laughs> as, as haven't they devoted, taken him out? As a devoted, yeah, Mets, as a devoted, as a devoted Mets, Mets fan, <laughs> I'm watching the game, and I'm like, why is he still in the game? Get him out of there. Right. He comes back from the tunnel, and 
and the cameras, of course, are focused on him as he goes back out to shortstop, and he's tears in his eyes. He's wiping tears in the, uh, from his eyes in the field. Oh my god! And it, you know, it was just that's a mess. That's the guy I want and, on my team. I'll tell you that. Huh? That's the yeah. guy that I want on my team. He wants to be there so bad. Well, I mean, he's been there since he was 16. He was signed. Uh, I'm, uh, I forget where he's from exactly, but he was signed when he was 16. And so he's been with the Mets his whole life, as he said. And so he was emotional about it. Yeah, but, I mean, must you cry on the field? I mean, to me, I took that. I think this guy may be a little bit too emotional, fragile. We're in the we're in the heat of a pennant race and hey. all that. You're like breaking down. Be a professional. Well, he didn't make I any mean, he didn't make any errors. Right? Uh, he still had some balls hit to him. He had to turn a double what, play. What, what, you hey, say there's no crying in I'm baseball? I'm saying if you, you can cry, just make the play. I don't care what you're doing as long as you can make the play. <laughs> well, I mean, why are you gonna cry? That, that reminds me. This was like come on, man. Time. You can't you can't cry. Cry. On the, I, I mean, come on. You've been traded. It's not like it's not like you said. We're, we're, we're you're not getting. Any Money, like you're gonna go to Milwaukee. Oh, then he'd really be crying. Yeah, then, get any money. that's now it'd be tears. I said, We're trading you and you get no money. Hey, man, this you is know? the first time he's been traded. He doesn't know how this works. He's been with the Mets since he was 16. Well, it's probably I'm giving, too long. I'm giving, he's probably been there. He's probably, probably been too, too you're long. You're probably right. And now, and now you know, now you know what kind of organization you're dealing with. You know, you should probably want to get out of here. Hey, man, hey, 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 hey. what? I mean, you know, that's my team, man. You think he Come just on. Might, uh, might have just insulted Jamal. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'm hurt. Why? <laughs> Why? I mean, since I'm, you know, since I was a You're, little kid. Yeah, man. but don't you know how dysfunctional this team, this franchise is? I, I do, I do. But I don't want the whole world to know. The, oh, trust me, I mean, we, the world. Yeah, we, we're the trying world. to get, we're trying to get a free agent. Come on. Now that's breaking news. What? Really? As we speak. I mean, <laughs> as we speak. I, I, by the time, by the time. Um, Everyone hears this. The Mets will have acquired like Willie Mays or somebody to like <laughs> Hank Hank Aaron or somebody, you know. And we'll be back in a second with our wonderful guest, the boxer, Deontay Wilder. You're listening to Bill Roden on Sports. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Taking you inside the games we love. This is Bill Roden on Sports. Bill Roden on Sports. Um, we have a phenomenal, phenomenal guest. We have a great guest with phenomenal potential in the room. Uh, the great Deontay Wilder, um, heavyweight boxer extraordinaire. Wonderful, uh, uh, a better human being than a boxer. And a great boxer, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Smith. The great Tim Smith has told me all about you, you know. And so my first question when Deontay came, I said, "Well, brother, it's all well and good, man. But when you bring the title back to, yeah, I'm tired of it, man. With with uh, what's the guy's name? Klitschko. Uh, Klitschko. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's all well and good, man. But you know, the heavyweight champion, Joe Jack Johnson." Uh, Joe Lewis, Sonny Liston, is the weight getting heavy on your shoulders yet? You know. Oh uh, no. Yeah, yeah, but anyways, yeah. So, so we're so. Uh, I, I'm joking, of course, but I know this has got to be in your mind. And when is it? When is the heavyweight championship of the world coming back to the United States? When are you going to bring it back? Well, well, when you say bring it back, the championship of the world. You mean in the, the remaining of the belt? Because right. uh, last time I checked, I got the most prestigious, most well-known, most beautiful, precious belt in all of boxing, <laughs> and that's the WBC belt. Okay. But the remaining of the belts, when will we have one champion? When right, will we right. unify the division? When will people, you know, not get get confused about these belts and stuff like right, that? Right, right. 
soon, soon. I, I'm thinking, I've always been saying sometime next year. And I think, I truly feel that it would happen next year because I, I tell people, I, I, I told people that, you know, my goal was not just to be set to be the heavyweight champion of the world, you know, but to be the undisputed yeah. heavyweight champion of the world. And when I tell you, when I speak, I mean what I say. I say what I mean. I feel it inside when I speak. Mm. So I'm telling you, I, I will be the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, and it will remain in America. So it's just a, a matter of a, a point of of, of win. When, 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 yeah. Well, when, when is your next uh, your next big fight? Because I want. Uh, well, I mean, every fight is a big fight. Yeah, <laughs> right? We just you gotta like. I mean, just the mere fact of fighting is a big fight. But I mean, when's your when is your your uh, well, I got a, my next album. Um, it's going to be September the twenty-sixth. Um, don't have opponent location yet, but that's the that's the easy part. As long as you got mm-hmm. a date, you know, um, that's be the, the the hard part getting dates and, and networks and stuff like that. So um, I got a mandatory as well too. Um, we negotiations negotiations with that with uh, Alexander Pavakin. That's that's going to be a big one. Mm. Uh, the Russian. Where, where's, where's that going to be? We don't know yet. It's a pre-Russian. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, yeah. Get him first just to send a message. That's right. That's right. There you go. There you go. You know what to say. So uh, we, we, you know, it's it's too soon to tell um, for that. But um, these are the things that on schedule that's 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 in line. You got one on NBC coming up. Is that the that, next? That's one? the twenty six. Yeah, that's the twenty six one. Um, so I'm looking forward to premiering my my debut on right. NBC among right. all those f- catching those fans on what we call free TV. Right, you I know, know back man. In the, that's back great. in the day, that's where all those those right. late great guys used to fight on. You know? Right, that's why they was they was active, and that's the thing. I, I promise the world that once I become a champion, I want to be an active champion. I want to be um, in the, on the TV. I want to be in somebody's living room all the times. I'm young. I'm healthy, so I feel. And I'm I'm not even in my prime yet. You know, I started mm. the sport late. You know, I'm close to. How, it, but how, not, how, how old were you when you, when you first started? I started right? at 21 years old. Oh, I made shoot, the Olympic team in a year and a half um, yeah. and medal. No one in the history has done it as far as I've done it. And I turned pro right after. So uh, I'm still learning on the way up. Um, but uh, I, I'm the champ and uh, I'm, I'm feeling good and I'm ready for all all that, that wants to take this belt. I'm looking for somebody that that really feel like they can take my belt. Not not someone that's looking for an opportunity to make money, hmm. but I want somebody that can take this belt. You know, you know, because I'm I'm more so on, uh, I'm more so on my legacy than the money part. Because yeah, I mean, this is boxing. You know, this is my job. The money is gonna be there. Before I was building a legacy, that when hmm. when when this is over, I only got ten years. I feel for this. Ten. So but when when it's about. over, when it's over, people say. He was a great man. Just like you, you emphasized on when you said greats and you named all those guys. Yeah, that was yeah. great fighters. Yeah. You know, win, lose, or draw. You know, a loss don't make, don't, don't, don't label you as you wasn't great. You know, that just go, that's just part of making you great. Right. You know, for us that comeback part of that's it right. and being able to to do the things you do after that and stuff like that. Now, if you if you stay undefeated. Of course, that's you know that's still great, but people's gonna, oh, well, he should have did this. So what have right. happened if he would have lost? And you know, it's it's more, and it's crazy to say, but when you have an undefeated record, it's almost feel like, and, and you retire from that, or, mm. or or you never lose. It's almost the sense of it's an incomplete thing because people will always want to think of what would have happened if he would have lost and came mm. back and stuff. That's it's like point. almost you almost got to have a loss. Right. That's you a great come point. back and then like he was great. That's because right? if you think about it, that's a great point. I mean, you look at all the great, well, if I lose that train of thought or go back to the train, uh, what about who's the greatest boxer in, in your particular 
your 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 mind, your vision, your era, mm. your generation. When when I say great, who who would you define as one of the greatest writers in your your generation? Man, that's well, not not, not, not so much your generation, but just who do you well, consider? I understand what you're saying. I understand, you know, when you consider great, you know, due to the fact that I said about the losing part. I mean, it's easy, you know. Floyd's name will always be mentioned because of uh, the accomplishment that he's done, you know, um, and and how he's done it. Um, but uh, it's, it's it's hard to say, you know, when you're looking at when because when 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 you look at great, I look so deep down in it. It's like great. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, somebody got to be great. Great. I mean, somebody Tyson, great. I mean, Tyson, is Mike Tyson great? Tyson was back in this day. You said in this generation of time, you know. Right. So, you know, when well, I look, but when we look in the past, we can name a lot of grades. I mean, you've done right. it at the start of it, you know, right. with the phrases, with the Hamlin Ali's and the Tyson, Vander Holyfield's, you know, when boxing was at an all-time high demand right. and demand and on TVs and stuff like that, where they fought months and months back to back like that and stuff like right. that. That's when it was, it was great. The sport itself was great right. yet alone the fighters right. you know so um, but I want to get it back to those days I, I want that so bad I what happened? feel that what happened what do you, what do you what, think what happened? happened what I truly feel what yeah. happens is, is, is as far as the lack of of, of, of of fighting you know nowadays a champion he fights only once or twice you know um, especially as a, as a heavyweight once or twice um, the networks you know most people can't afford cable you know most people can't yet alone cable they can't afford the pay-per-views then. Everybody cramping up at somebody's house. They may give them $5 a year. Come on, yeah. I know y'all have been to one of them. Where, exactly. yeah, exactly. I host right. one. <laughs> you bring the wings. You bring the pizza. You bring the pizza. Exactly. And we double-team it up. You know, a lot of people can't, can't afford that. So right. what what that does when, it, when it's dealing with stuff like that and people can't afford is that it, they lack of the knowledge of Who's something simple as who's the heavyweight champion of the world? You know they're untuned to what's going on, but you know due to you know what we have NBC, which is what we call free TV. Right. You know back in the days, those guys was was always on free TV. That was worldwide. You know, um, but then due to the fact that back in the day, especially we go all the way back to Muhammad Ali era. Back in that day, you know we only had um, um, so many sports. We had what. Horse jockey, right. um, 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 baseball, and boxing. Though you right. know, nine days to in my generation, we got so many different sports, and they mm. create so many other sports stuff. Stuff you look at, I'm like, what in the world is what? What sport is that? You right. know, and right. and and it, it it draws interest to other people that they they use their focus on that sport instead of other things. But I feel to bring it back to just a little bit of how I want uh, once were. It's it, it gonna take the networks. It's gonna take the exposure, not only inside the ring but outside the ring. Um, it's gonna take you know just find just find in there, you mm-hmm. know. And which which the good thing about me is like I, you know God bless me with the skill and the talent and the will to do this, and I love it. I'm married to this game, and, and I, you know I want to be with my wife all the time. <laughs> That's deep. How, how did how did you get into it? Because I know you played other sports. You played basketball, football, mm-hmm. and, and and even tying it into to the previous question. You know, was there a boxer that you look you saw and you looked up to and like I could do that? Mm-hmm. Or I want to be like that. Well, I got into a. Uh, uh, because of my daughter that was born with Spina Biffle, which is nine years old now, you know, mm-hmm. coming from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, you know, uh, it was always based around football because that's what that's what 
it was almost our professional sport, you know, <laughs> it was football. So as a child, you see the hype, the drilling rush that was that was surrounded by that. You were like, I want to be a Crimson Tide one day. And, you know, so football, basketball, all the other sports, you know, um, it definitely helped me out with school as well, too. You hear a lot of athletes say if it wasn't for sports, then school wouldn't really be a priority of me learning and knowing how to do something. But due to the fact that we needed the grade to, to play the sport, it helped me, which I, I'm one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a witness of that. But um, you know, when I when I had my daughter in college, you know, being at 19, man, you talking about a kid that that had the world. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had no responsibility. Had money in my pocket. Had women in my pocket. <laughs> that's another. That's another segment. That's that's, that's a, that energy there. But you know, just I, I was just living life as a teenager, you mm-hmm. know, and um. Now, you know, at 19, having a child on his way, you know, it, it was a scary moment for me. You know, um, it changed my life definitely forever. I remember the point of time being in the doctor's office and he explaining to us what was the, uh, uh, what what was spina bifida and what, what are the things to do to take care of a child with spina bifida, man. It was scary. Mm. We had a, even had an opportunity to terminate the pregnancy, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm a, I'm a man that believe in, you know, once again, you know, a child, sh- you know, should be born, especially when you get to so far where it's developed. Yeah, right. You know, right. Um, you should give it give it life, you know. Um, so uh, it, it was scary, but I, I, I'm a type of guy that I like to take up on a challenge. And I say, with this spider bit for the child, I want to take up on that challenge. So I quit college, mm-hmm. got a job, and... and, and <laughs> And start boxing. You know, it's a long story to the process, but we got time. You know, that's a yeah. great story. No, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great story. My, my guest is uh, Deontay Wilder, uh, who the next was already a heavyweight champion of the world. But mm-hmm. we was at the yeah. the undisputed. heavyweight, undisputed heavyweight <laughs> champion of the world. Uh, but um, uh, you, 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 uh, you, you grew up in Tuscaloosa, mm. Alabama. Uh, and and the, one of the questions is, I mean, anybody, if you look at it, I mean, obviously people don't see because it's not television. Mm. You're six, seven, right? I mean, yeah. you look like you could play any sport, basketball. Yeah. You could be a tight end. <laughs> you could be anything, you know. And you chose by foot in boxing. But, boxing. but, but uh, I think it's deep talking about your daughter and spine and Bifford. I mean, that's a heavy thing, and I don't want to, because we all, you know, we have children. All mm. of us here have, have children. And you know, you always pray for health and all that. How how did that affect? And how has it affected me? What sort of what? How do you deal? And this is like a a daily. Yeah, that, right, right. You know, <clears throat> as she are as she is now. You know, as ten years old, um, she didn't she didn't got comfortable with herself. You know, she knows what what's going on. You know, through all the surgeries that she she have endured throughout her life. You know, the, you know, you looking you you talking about a child that. The doctor said she may not have a natural child ability or learning or maybe in a wheelchair for the rest of her life. But I tell people all the time, I say, if God have something for you, then no matter who went to school for how, how long they went to school for, that that if, if God have something for you, then it's for you. You know, and uh, for her, you know, me and her mother, like we, I think was a big part of her being successful is, you know, she's running, she's walking, she's a gymnast, she's she mm. chilly. Mm. But I think, you know, being a parent of uh, a child that's labeled handicap, mm. I you know, we didn't handicap her. Like we didn't we, we allowed her to do normal child things. You know, we didn't we didn't and that's the thing about 
parents and um, that have a disability, uh, disabled child, you know, it's so easy to get wrapped up in like, I want to protect my child, put this fence around, you know, you don't want nobody around, you don't want the, you know, the child to really do nothing, you know, and, and you don't, you just want to shield and protect it. And it's easy to get trapped up in there. But, you know, for, for, for her, you know, for my daughter, I'm like, you know, we're gonna let her do what she want to do. She want to get on the ground. She want to try to crawl. She want to try to walk. She want to get her hands dirty. Mm. Let her live a childhood life. You know, she's already struggling, uh, going through the, the the things that she got to go to. Why, why take that childhood away? Because sometimes our childhood years are the best years of our life. You know, when we don't have no responsibilities, don't have to worry mm. about nothing but eating, sleeping. <laughs> And going to <laughs> doing the number two, you know, <laughs> and, having, and having women in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was it was definitely a challenge. But I, I like a challenge in life. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a hard worker. You're talking to a guy that's nothing that's never been given to me, and mm-hmm. the only thing that's been given to me was hand me downs, and that only lasts about a year. And I had to throw that away. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of promise promised to me but not fulfilled you know so I had to get a lot on my own I had to work hard for what I what I, what I wanted you know the right way and so my work ethic is very strong my faith is very strong so I you know as a father you can see that in my daughter as well too mm-hmm. I'm a type of person if I see it I can do it you know mm-hmm. and it don't take me long to pick up something and she's the same way I remember she said I want to walk and she see the kids running she I want to walk you mm-hmm. know knowing that you know it was gonna be a task for her to do it. She couldn't do it at the time, but you know, mother like, yeah, baby, go ahead. You know, and, and and gradually over 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 weeks, months, years, a, a time, she eventually gets it. And now she's walking. Now mm. she's running. Then flipping, mm. and then doing whatever she want to do, man. So it's a, you know, it's a blessing. And you know, mm. to think about her just going through all the surgeries and the things that she's mm. been through, like it's it's been tough for her. But she's winning. And and I got a tattoo to this day that's one of her favorite tattoos. Is that it's me and her holding hands, and I, mm. I consider us walking walking the road to success is what I title it because. I motivated her. I gave her strength to do what she had to do, and she motivated me, and she gave me strength to 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 pursue my career, to keep going, to, to work even harder when I'm in the gym. You know, you know, most most people are lack off when nobody's looking, right? right. And then, you know, and, and they try to go hard when you're looking. But not only was <laughs> right. I was a hard worker when people wasn't looking, but I was right. super. I, not only when they was looking, but I was super hard working when they wasn't mm-hmm. looking. You know, and um, and I promised her when she was one years old. I said, "Daddy's gonna be a world champion one day." Mm. Tell, I, I but tell me before we turn the mics on, uh, you you were giving this tremendous description of of, of being a boxer because you know we were just before you got in there we were talking mm. about Tom Brady speaking about legacy. We mm. probably get get your take on that too, how 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 tainted his legacy is, but. Is, boxing is is something. There's no team. I mean, mm. I mean, there's a team, obviously. Yeah. But basically, what did you say? You said the, one of the most. You said you were one of the f- most frightening feelings you had was when you were fatigued. Yeah. Or something being like in the ring, nobody right. else, and you're and you're like fatigued. There was a really a great anecdote. You're just about being being fatigued, and and it's almost like a terrifying feeling about oh, being definitely. in the ring and being fatigued. You know, like we said before, boxing, you know, it, it's no iron team in, in boxing. You know, you all <laughs> you depend on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why it's one of the most difficult sports in, in the world as well, too. You know, you, you're looking at this other guy, 
he 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 looking mean like you done did something to him. You ain't did nothing to him. <laughs> but introduce yourself. Say a couple of words at the press conference. But he all in the corner, all feeling himself. Right, he ain't got something against you. Um, but you know, it, it's just part of it. It's just part of it. And you know, it's one point of time. It was my amateur career. I was I was. Um, Emphasizing on that, I've, I've been tired, mm-hmm. you know, and and there's no worse feeling than being tired. And your guy still got full life in him, full mm-hmm. energy, trying to rip <laughs> your head off. And it's been tired. I'd have been tired, not have seen a punch coming. But I was like, I'm gonna take this and get some wins. Here it comes. You see, you brace yourself for it, and then you get hit and you get some energy. But <laughs> but man, it's 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 a tough sport. And I, mm-hmm. I'm you know I love it. I mm-hmm. love it. What do you love? I mean, because again, you could have played. Basketball, mm. you could have played football. You probably looked at you could have played soccer. You could. Yeah. What is it about? What is it about boxing? And then when, when Tim was here the other day, we were talking with Sugar Ray about that. Yeah. Well, why do you of all the stuff you could do? Why do you do that? You know, because it's we all fantasy. I just think about it the other day. Yeah. My fantasy is sort of like you know, like somebody's like you, you know, like you're a basketball competition, some bully in the locker room or something, and doesn't know that you box. Yeah. And so <laughs> you just drop this cat, you know, yeah. and then you send this message to everybody. But I mean, why do you? Of all the stuff you could have done, what was it about boxing that said no? I mean, like I said before, she, she, she boxing is my wife, and I want to be around her all the time. Man, mm-hmm. she, man, it, when I think about it, it takes my breath away. That's how much love I got for this sport. You know, mm-hmm. it just it's just something about the sweet signs of it, and when you really just when you when you really can just just know yourself, know your body, and you can you can just, just narrow down the fundamental, the one on one fundamentals of boxing and you can break everything down it's like man you know it's, it's it, you can outthink your opponent you mm-hmm. get in the ring when you know you get fatigued but but you can somehow you, you know gain energy and strength by a certain thing that you do or a certain look that or uh, you can gain energy from him from your opponent by 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 um it's all it's almost some sometimes you can be in there you can be tired he can be tired but if he's seen tired than you it's like you sucking energy you mm-hmm. get you more motivated and stuff like that man just the work part of it you know boxing is just so much more than people thinking you know two guys going there hitting each other it teaches discipline it teaches self-respect you know um it teaches being a hard worker you know um it's <laughs> man it, it's just so much that I, I love about boxing mm-hmm. you know being that it's one of the most difficult sport in the world as well too and everybody can't do this sport oh you know. everybody can't do it. i've seen many guys and women come and go Either they get past the workout, uh, but can't get past the sparring or getting hit, or either they get past the the sparring and okay, fine, we getting hit, but it can't get past the workout. He's one of the two. But when you stick around, you can get past the both, and, and you can do this for it's, it's, it's a great feeling. What, what is the? Can you remember the first time you really got rocked? Because I guess that's one of the tests of the whole of anything really, life or anything else. When you get hit, right, and you either you, you either make the decision. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Or or I'm a I'm a get a like you know just for the so I do the sports and recreation program at my church up mm. in, up in Harlem. So we got a heavy bag there. You know we got this heavy bag, and so these kids. So I well I got a thing. I do three minutes, and we have Joe. Okay, go in there for three minutes, and I'm gonna judge you on stamina. And I, so invariably the kid, these are kids like seven to fourteen. Kids get in there, they start off like a ball of yeah. fire. <laughs> then about 
56 seconds yeah. they like dragging you know and then by the time Definitely. three but they I said now okay now imagine <laughs> you just hitting the bag now imagine that you got to do this for about nine more rounds and there's somebody coming at you trying to knock you out yes. I mean <laughs> it's like even when I explain this man why would anybody I mean it's like it's 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 a tremendous sport it's a great sport to watch yeah. but you're like man how could you do this? For real. People don't understand. It's the, the struggle is real in there. It's, 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 I can't explain it. Like, I, I, even the feeling, like, when you, 12 rounds, is, 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 that's, what, like, 36 minutes you have to go on. Like, that, it's no joke. It's no joke. You know, when I first got into this sport, man, you know, I had to learn, of course, switching from a southpaw to an octagon, like a street fighting, you know, your, your, your southpaw all right. bad because you want your strong hand to, right. you know. in the back. Yeah, right. but then you convert around, it's like octagon, so that was funny. But then, you know, a minute felt like, felt like hours. Right. I remember, you know, the movie Bambi, <laughs> right. when, when, when the deer had the, had the doe and she could, and the Bambi couldn't walk, and right. the niggas was like that, I swear to God, like a couple of seconds getting into the ring. I was sparring one of my trainers and my knees just started buckling, man. I'm mm. like, it's just, I couldn't even walk because my knees was shaking and stuff like that, just learning it. But um, everything was different, though. It is, man, it's just, when I think about boxing, I could do nothing but smile. It's almost thinking of my children, man. Mm. It just made me smile. Mm. You know, I, I love this sport to death. Mm. I love it. If, if it wasn't for this sport, I don't know, man. You know, that's why I, I thank God all the time. Not only for my, my for Naya, which is my, my daughter, the reason I got into sport, but for all my children, though. I, I, you know, because each and every last one of them brings something to the table. My ambition, my drive in this sport, my, it, for me, so eager to even learn more in this sport because I'm still learning. I never mm. want to stop learning. Once I stop learning, no matter how good I may think I am, once I stop learning, I don't want to be in it no more. You know, because I get bored with it, and uh, and I wouldn't work as hard as I'm working now. As a champion, I tell people all the time, you know, even though I'm a champion, but my heart still feel like a contender, and and they do three things for me. It, it makes me humble. It it it, it, it makes me um yeah, very hungry, and and it, it makes me I'm 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 calm and relaxed you know it, it keeps me those three things and um you know i never want to lose my hunger once you lose that hunger right this is in anything is anything in fact we were thinking about um this i was at the nba draft and it's so funny to see all the guys you know like 18 19 20 this was sort of like the top day for them mm. and I said, you know it's just beginning i mean because one thing to always wanted to to, to do something but then okay once you do it once you kind of reach what you think is a mountaintop mm. it really just begins I mean to me it's always that once somebody pays you a couple million yeah. now are you going to still have that hunger. drive yeah. and hunger and yeah. I, I've seen so many people that's it I mean they can't they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying they can't go back and find out what that hunger is that can, that, that's why we go about, is, is that before taxes yeah. or after yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. Tell, tell me, that's funny. Mm. Tell me this: you, you grew up in in Tuscaloosa. What was that? What was? Just tell us a little bit about. Uh, first of all, where you who who you named after somebody? It's a great name, Deontay. Well, you know, my father, name. my father, my father always believed in like you know <laughs> making up names and not having to come in. And you know what? I got the same thing from him. 
you know, um, the, like Naya. You know, I'm like, ain't nobody got that baby. My baby gonna be different, you know. And, and my father is just like with my brother Marcellus and he Deontay and Condolette and Sarika. <laughs> my father, you know, he was just that man that like I want to be different. Well, what's wanna, his name? What's your dad's name? My name's Gary. He, no, no, my dad's dad. name's Gary. Oh, so his name's Gary. So you gonna name everybody? He had no control over that. Though. <laughs> but um, you know, you know, he wanted to bring something different to where he think that that name wasn't existent in, right. in, as far as naming a child mm-hmm. you know so I always used to walk around thought I was the only Deontay until I went to an alternative school and I had another guy named Deontay too he <laughs> spelled it differently right. but um, you know that's that's get those names and stuff from, the, from mm-hmm. my father so so you're growing up you grew up so just tell us a little bit about, about growing you you mm-hmm. were the where, where were you in the pecking order family how many brothers sisters and where well, where do you rank in the in the in the I got I got three sisters, two brothers. Well, one one brother now because one deceased. Mm. So um, he said he was the black sheep of the family, and uh, and I guess the, being the black sheep cost him his life. What happened? So uh, well, he ended up in a uh, altercation somewhere in a fight and uh, uh, some kind of group gang fight or whatever, and got hit in the head with a stick. I would have ducked, but you know, <laughs> he, you know. But he said he was the black sheep of the family and went, 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 very talented. You could poetry out of this world mm. you just come you don't even have a, a a real high school education but can write and can read words and understand it and can write like you never like a mm. like a, like an angel but um you know sometimes our our decision making in life can can affect us now, this, is, old, this is the old, oldest brother, oldest brother. This, I, I fall in line the third okay I fall in line the third uh, all my friends like my sister she played football i mean basketball she was um uh, high score, um, the high score leader, lead, leading score in, a, in her division. She mm-hmm. was she was playing in Def League. Could have went to the NBA for sure. She had a lot of scouts and stuff like that. Um, ended up getting pregnant um, and stuff like that, having twins and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that that cut her short. Got my brother. He was an All American, All Swag mm-hmm. uh, back here. Uh, what school? Pers- mm. What school? Brother. What school in the Swag you go to? Jackson State University. Went to Jackson State. We used to spank Jackson. I played. I played at Morgan State. He just spanked them, man. And that's when they had Walter Payton. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you, do they still have a program? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> dad was. Uh, do they? They still have a program. Okay. I, I, <laughs> we. I mean, we went down to Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> and still whooping. See, because all the people in the South. See, people in the South don't think the people in the North. To play football, it's mm-hmm. oh man, y'all from the see, that, yeah. no man, it don't work like that. We didn't lost a game in three years. Mm. You know, Still it, to this day, it, no, well, oh, that, no, was, back that then. was back in the day. You know, then things happened. Yeah. Now Jackson State had uh, HBCUs had strength. Jackson State when we played Jackson State, they had Walter Payton, mm, yeah, yeah, they had Jerome Barker. I mean, no, really, so anyway, so played Jackson State. This is your older brother? Yeah, and, and uh, my father, he was uh, played basketball. He was. Uh, Pretty, pretty high in basketball and stuff like that. Mm. So um, my family was, he, he always tried to build a basketball oriented family or whatever, mm. but I was the one that to like to do everything. Mm-hmm. Feel like I can do everything. He, I remember sneaking, sneaking from the house to go play football because I was quarterbacking at that time and stuff. My mm. team needed me. You can't, can't, you know, nobody. They, they wouldn't play if I wasn't there. <laughs> That's the leadership that they had for me. I remember mm. sneaking. My father said I couldn't play 
or whatever for some parents. He, he didn't want you to play football? He wanted me to focus on basketball. Okay. You know, and I was like, I wanted to play everything. So he was telling my coach he wasn't going to come. But I got I, I got up and snuck and called my auntie and like, I missed the bus. Can you take me to my game? <laughs> so she said, yeah. So I, mm. I went and when I when I rove there, like my, my team was all sad and stuff. Mm. We were playing for the championship too. But when they saw my face, they 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 all riled up like, mm. and we end up winning. You know, I still remember those things and stuff like that. Um, but uh, but you were quarterback. You were yeah, quarterback. I was quarterback then. Okay. A lot of people said I should have. Even when I got in high school, I should have stayed quarterback because I started, you know, my growth yeah. started again. So I could see a lot of things as being tall though. So my my family was definitely based about sports and stuff like that. But you know, when Alabama, when you when you we talk about Alabama, you know, a lot of people you know that haven't been there, they always look back in the day or what they read or what somebody else did, maybe heard or read and stuff like that. And you know, you you have to really just go there to. To, to really see because a lot of people say, well, you know, do they have rows? Do they, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of cows or, 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 or know, our that? country is it down, you know what I'm saying? Uh, racism and stuff. And I tell yeah. people like this when they're dealing with racism in the South, it's like, it's like in the South that they're, they're, they're not blunt and they don't beat around the bush. Right, exactly. Either they like you or they don't. Right. But anywhere else, you know, people people can be racist, but they rather do it behind closed door. Mm-hmm. And I rather for a person to be straight up in front of me and let me know what you mm-hmm. is right now, That's so right. I know how to deal with you. Whether it be you know two face in front of me and then go. But you know, in Tuscaloosa, it's a magical place, though. You know, mm-hmm. everybody loves everybody. Especially get into a, tra- a tragic moment where tornadoes or some come through. Man, everybody treats everybody like family. That's mm-hmm. a definitely a great place to to raise a family. You know, a lot of people move there just because of that reason and stuff like that. So, I, I love my state. I love my state. You know, period. I love where I'm from. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't believe in false claiming to be from somewhere. You know, I I, I love being the country boy. You know, <laughs> that's a that's a shtick, <laughs> man. I love I'm it. Just a country boy and take all your money. You know? Yeah, but I, you know, I mean, Joe Lewis is from Joe Lewis is from. Alabama. He's from uh, Willie, Willie, Monroe, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Willie yeah. Mays. I mean, I mean, uh, Van der Holyfield. Yeah, Van, Van, Ernie Shavers. Yeah, you yeah. know, so There's a lot, lot of people the, don't know that. Yeah. Oh, Shavers is from uh, yeah. the Acorn. Mm, yeah. Okay. All right. So, you know, a lot of people don't know that because they had to start their career elsewhere mm-hmm. because Alabama didn't have a commission at that time. But once I came out to the Olympics, we made it our business to get a commission. Mm-hmm. We made a statement that I could fight for my country, but I can't fight for my state. What's up with this that? This is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. What was that like, man? I mean, I've, I've covered a few Olympics. And to me, Olympic boxing is is tremendous. But what was that like in terms of, you know, sort of milestones in your life? That The Olympic. It had to be a, a tremendous accomplishment and a tremendous milestone in your life. Definitely, it was it was a great feeling to to represent my country first and foremost, um, and to to be able to medal. You know, to mm. be able to to throughout my whole career, I was the one that that you know all eyes was against. You know, and because of where I was from, people was labeling me not just because of my skill level, what I could do. Even though, you know, I'm true enough, I didn't have no I didn't have no kind of boxing skills in amateurs. I fought off a heart right here. <laughs> I fought off a will. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like, you know, you can't measure a man's heart. You can't measure how far he willing to go, what he willing to do in a situation. And a lot of pe- a lot of these guys that I was competing against, they've been fighting, you know, ever since they was kids. They've right. been you know, they went to all kinds of 
camps, camps and stuff right. like that, man. Right. But they could never beat me. Mm-hmm. You know, they couldn't. They could never beat. They, what they was fighting against was my my heart. That's what I was going to ask you. What did you? What did you? While you were waiting for the skills to catch up, how were you beating? Maybe you was bigger than them. You just had more. Nah, just my heart. Just my 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 my, my will to win and not lose. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, to have more dog in you. I'm very competitive. You feel like you can do something better than me, I'm going to show you that you can't. It was just only an imagination in your mind that you could do that at that time, but you can't. You know, you try to out-hustle me. You try to out-run me. You try to out-out-anything me, you know. Um, you're in for it. You're in for it. You're in for it. You know, mm-hmm. and um, that's one of the, some of the guys. You know, they thought, oh, he's from Alabama. They ain't never seen fighters. You know, from there and to do that. So people already just look past me. You know, um, true story. I made um, w- my first national. That's when I really just started getting attention from the the, the papers and local papers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. When I had my first national championship, it was one of the biggest championship in in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah and. Um, and I was only I was only guy there. So what I what I did, what I did was uh, I was the second guy behind Mike Tyson to to, to, to have the quickest knockout in the national <laughs> tournament because uh, an old man there pissed me off. You know, he asked. He said, you know, he knew all the kids. This is an old guy. He been been around for a long time. So he knew all the kids and stuff and and where they were from and who was good, who right. was not. So he looked at me. He said, he said, come here, son. He, what's your name? <laughs> I said, you know, I reached out and shook his hand. I said, I'm Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. You know Deontay Wilder? The other man, no, I don't know. Where are you from? I said, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh, man. Good. He said, good luck. I looked at him because it wasn't funny, man. Right, right. I looked back at the other guy and see anybody else laughing. You know? <laughs> like, it wasn't funny to me. So it really made me think. So when I went to my room, Mm. I said, if this old man think I'm a joke, if he, mm. if he feel like I don't have no chance in this tournament, what do you think all the other guys thinking about me? Right. I looked at myself. I was looking in the mirror. Mm. I was telling myself, I'm like, all right, we gonna, we going to show him. Mm. I was going back and forth because he heated me. I'm like, we going to show him. We got to make a statement the first fight. So the first mm. fight came about, you know, <laughs> and uh, I think I fought this kid from uh, – he was from New Mexico or Arizona, one mm-hmm. of the two. I just knew he had purple on. Mm-hmm. And I ended up knocking that boy out <laughs> like in uh, 12 seconds. Mike did mm-hmm. it at nine. I did it at 12 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and I caught the attention of people. Mm-hmm. I did the mm-hmm. same guy the next the next, the next, next day. I did the same guy. Knocked him out. So now I really started getting attention. And now my name started buzzing throughout the tournament because mm-hmm. I was they had seen how vicious I was. I wasn't mm-hmm. playing around with nobody. So, mm-hmm. you know, now guys started looking me up. They were reading about my story. Mm-hmm. Guys who started using a Australian mechanism were coming to me like, man, I hope your daughter's all right, man. I heard about, <laughs> <laughs> I heard about your daughter. This, this. So, so, too late. Man, it's too late. So I ended up whooping everybody. Even the one uh, that was highly picked, his name was Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, he was, he won everything. He was a great fighter. He ended up, I ended up winning everything right there. That's how I got the highlight. But. Mm. You know, it's it's so interesting. I just had a couple of things. We well, this we got you got to come back, man, because you you guys we are we're not even at like chapter uh, no. one. It's, you know, really fascinating guy, man. Really fascinating guy. But you know, one of the things you said it's funny. You know, you mentioned um, the mirror and Sugar Ray. Remember Tim when Sugar Ray was sitting here and he talked about the mirror. He said he would look in the mirror and he said he would look in the mirror and he said. If it's not Sugar Ray, he said, I'm going to lose this fight. Because mm. he could look in the rear and say, uh-oh, that ain't Sugar Ray. 
I'm gonna lose this fight. Yeah. But it's so funny as you you looked in the mirror, right? And as you had that, and I guess it's that lesson. Whether it's your daughter, and at some point you got to look in the mirror, mm. and you either believe in yourself or you don't. Man, I mean, it's, it's right. It's a, it's a, it's as simple as that. You either believe in yourself or you don't. And I guess if you could pass that lesson down, particularly a lot of our kids, I mean, you got to believe in yourself. Mm. You, you you must believe if 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 you don't believe in yourself, I mean, why bother? Exactly. Or how can you expect somebody else to believe right. strongly? Precisely. You know, you can't. Yeah, like you're looking back, like this guy was, that old guy, you know, was he basically was saying. I don't believe in you, whatever. Mm. And you were saying, well, hell, if you, all these other guys. And so it became that conversation said, A, I believe in myself. Mm. And one by one, when we leave, by the time we leave here, you know, everybody's going to believe in me. Somebody's going to believe. Right, right. <laughs> no, that's that's great, man. Yes, Let, sir. That's great. Let me ask you just one Klitschko. Because I, I started okay. off talking shit for him. Like, <laughs> like, but but seriously, um, the guys held the title for whatever. No matter what we think about them. You gotta have something. I mean, mm. you know what? What is it about him? Because fr- frankly, because he's out there. If it's not here, we don't know about it. But what? What makes him? When you when you're beginning to think about him and just prepare, what makes him the guy who's had the title for so long? The guy that you know that was always a question that was lingering lingering in the back of my head as well too. Like, why? How does this guy held the belt for a, a, a decade or so? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, once I got introduced. Um, invited to come to his camp, you know. I would have went to that camp for free. They wouldn't even had to pay me. <laughs> but um, but um, once they invited me to the outlight, I get to, I get to I get to get my answer. You know why? So when I when I went there, I wanted to see what he was doing that I you know uh, that I could take away, you know, apply to my, to my career as well too. And what I found out was um, he's a super hard worker. Mm. He's a, he's a super hard worker. He works. He trains. They had a they had a nice camp. Everything was very organized. He's a great guy. They they, they, mm. they both him and his brother were, are great guys. They don't have any personality, though. You know, uh, far as like sense of humor, of, you know, making people laugh mm-hmm. or just acting silly and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's pretty serious and stuff like that. You know, even when he smiled, it looked like he's still mad. <laughs> 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 but uh, he's a g- but they're great guys. Uh-huh. Uh, they're great guys, and um, but that's what I took away. I did fifty some plus rounds with him. I was the oh, really? head sparring partner out of that camp. You know, it was times where me and him sparred, and me and he, we had four or five other guys ready. But he like that's enough. I done had enough. I done gave him enough. You know, for that day, the point it, it got to the point where we was in there. And it was almost like a, a preview of an actual fight. Mm. You know, after we got done, people was every round people would give us a standing applause, wow. ovation. Yeah, it was it was crazy to, wow. to see it. When yeah. was when was that? It was back in October. Wow. Okay, so it's back in October of uh, I want to say oh twelve. Did that give that gave you some confidence? Oh, definitely, definitely. It gave me a lot of confidence. Not only just just um, when I when I had the opportunity to fight him. But for other guys, you know, because I wasn't a champion then, you know, for other guys, I'm like, yo, if I'm in here with the heavyweight champion of the world, I've been taking over for years. I'm like, who, who, who else that I, right. I have problem who are, uh, that I feel like I'm gonna have a problem with, you know? Um, he said I was the best spar partner he ever had. I was the fastest mm. and, and the toughest guy that he, he's ever been there with. You mm. know, he still talk about me to this day, and um, I definitely left him with something to think about. So when that time comes, when it's time for me to fight. Me and him fight is is gonna be epic, but nah. the thing about it is that I learned more from that time, you know, 
and and he's been in it still for a long time. So it's nothing he's gonna change up. It's nothing that he's gonna do different because he what he's been doing been working for him. So right. if it ain't broke, why right. fix it? You, you know, know that's and the you thing. feel like you've gotten better. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, different. I do different things with different fighters because they bring. You know, they say um, ski, uh, they um, they say uh, styles make fights, right. and and it's it's true. You you fight. Every every fight gonna be different with me depending on what type of style that fighter have, but um I, I definitely got his number. That's for sure. I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. You, I'm good. ready. Let's go now. Let's <laughs> not, let's, let's do it now. He want what I got, and I want the what, what he got, and it's gonna mm-hmm. make out to be a great fight. I'm not saying it's gonna be an easy fight, and mm-hmm. I don't want it to be easy. All I want out of this fight is 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 a great date, a great venue, and um and a and a great great fight from him I want it to be so great that people people, when they look at that fight they want to say this is the best fight in history ever mm. and go forward from there I don't want them to feel oh, you know you're always going to have your, your people that's oh, he's old now and and all this other stuff which he may be I mean he's by the time we fight he'll be like 40 years old so you know he may be old you know <laughs> hey but so he's still champion he's still that's winning right. you know right. now, if I would have lost it would have been different you know, he wouldn't be saying that. You know, but but I think it's going to be an epic fight, and when they do, when they do happens, it's going to be the be the start of of the heavyweight division back on top. All right. um, my guest is uh, mm. yeah, my guest has been Deontay Wilder, the great Deontay Wilder. Mm. Great interview, man. Great, just oh, man. great conversation. Before I let you go, uh, you were talking about what did you think of the um, the Pacquiao uh, Mayweather fight? Pacquiao Mayweather. You know, I think uh, my prediction of how I had it going, um, it definitely was right. You know, mm-hmm. of what I said, but uh, as the fight, as the fight, once the fight happened, it was it, you know it definitely wasn't it wasn't up to the hype of it. That's for sure. Everybody saw that. You know, I seen some people sleep there. You know? <laughs> uh, seriously, and uh, you know, but the anticipation of it wasn't as you know, how people thought it was expected. Five years. Was definitely five years over overdue or whatever, but you gotta look at it. Florida's one of the, you know, in, in my opinion, one of the the the, the world's best uh, defensive fighter right. in the world. You gotta right. give it to him. You know, right. the object of boxing is to hit and not be sit, not be hit. That's the golden rule, and he does that well. You know, um, I, I definitely feel Pacquiao had a um, uh, uh, had a chance. A Pac Man or whatever had a had a chance um, to do it, but um, I, I think he underestimated Florida or whatever. A lot of people did. A lot of people wanted to see him lose. You know, he was the villain mm-hmm. in this fight. You know, it's crazy that you know people can be with you while you winning. Then if you win too much, that's just what the world we live in or whatever. But you know what what made me upset about the fight was when um, with Manny. Started making excuses for it on because he knew he had that problem going in. Right now, if you would have won, you would have never heard about that, and you wouldn't have been fined you know, all that money you was fined for. But um, you know, um, you know, I, I'm proud of Florida what he's able to do in his career, and um, and and, and I applause him and take my hat off for it because that's not an easy task to do. A lot of people, you know, didn't didn't really agree on people he's fought or what he's done done in his life. But he's human. We all make mistakes. We all gonna do do things that everybody's not not acceptable what we do in our life. But let the man live. Mm-hmm. Let him live his life because people always. I, I hate when people like 
he should do this or when they see people with money they should do this and should do that don't tell people don't count pockets anyway and don't tell people what they shouldn't or shouldn't do because if you was in that same situation right. you'll be doing the same thing if not the same thing you'll be doing what you want to do right. and, and that's my only my, my only thing with people but you know but you can't please everybody everybody yeah. gonna have something to say don't even try what you do yeah. you can't please right. them but um, I applaud them what they've done and uh, if you retire I don't think he's gonna stay in retirement long, though. Okay, it's more money to make, right? Seriously. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but uh, we'll yeah. see. What do you think of Tom Brady? Have you been following that story? By the way, I, I haven't. I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I've been doing a lot of traveling yeah. and stuff like this. You've been yeah. trying to knock people out, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, you know, I'm, you I'm, I'm, I'm working too. on, man. I'm working on, I'm working on something that, like I said, I'm trying to take over the, take over the world of boxing. You know, and that's Please. not going to be an easy task to Please do. Please do. Definitely. We need it back on top. I'm sick definitely. of this MMA stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up loving Marvin Hagler and uh, Tommy Hearns and yes. Sugar Ray. Got to bring it back, man. Definitely. I it. promise you that. I'll shake, right. my, I'll shake your hand on that one. I can't wait, I can't wait to <laughs> definitely. watch. Hey, my guest is Deontay Wyatt, man. Thank you so much, man. This has uh, been tremendous. You got to come back for part two. Definitely. Three, because we haven't even got, like, you know, the like the part in the middle part yet. Yeah, so you got to yeah. come back, man. Definitely. No, appetizer, yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little better, a little better than appetizer, not quite the meal. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> hey, it's a pleasure, man. Thank the you. Is mine. Thank you so much. Yes, this sir. has been Thank a good one. Thank you, guys. Right. Bomb Squad! <laughs> <laughs>